Oh dear assembled Vaishnavas, Hare Krishna, it's been too long again, but welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books, right here in the live studios of The Haven, which is located in Hythe, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. And weather's warming up a little, and we're looking forward to more of the same. Um, Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami is our favorite glorification of the Srimad Bhagavatam. It goes like this Sarva Shastrabdipi Yusha, Sarva Vedaika Satpala, Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja, Sarva Lokaika Drikprada. O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana, Srimad Bhagavata Prabho, Kalidwanduditaditya, Sri Krishna Parivartita. O life heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees, O Master Srimad Bhagavatam, you are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali. You are the exact image of Sri Krishna. Paramananda Pataya. Prema Varshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Shri Krishna Himself. Madeka Bando Matsangin Madguru Man Mahadana Manishtadaka Mad Bhagya Mad Ananda Namostute My only friend, my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadu Saduta Dayin Atini Chuchatakada O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right. It's been quite a number of days. Just to <clears throat> remind you, we've reached the 14th chapter of the 5th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the material world as the great forest of enjoyment. Judd Bharat has very kindly explained what the material world is to Maharaj Rahugana at least twice. And now, uh, 
Brigitte Maharaj is asking, Shukadev Goswami, if you could give the direct meaning. So here we are, uh, just about to have another bucket of ice water poured on our heads <laughs> for good reason. We're starting with text number nine. Sometimes, as if blinded by the dust of a whirlwind, the conditioned soul sees the beauty of the opposite sex, which is called pramada. Being thus bewildered, he is raised upon the lap of a woman, and at that time his good senses are overcome by the force of passion. He thus becomes almost blind with lusty desire and disobeys the rules and regulations governing sex life. He does not know that his disobedience is witnessed by different demigods and he enjoys sex life in the dead of night, <clears throat> not seeing the future punishment awaiting him. Purport In Bhagavad Gita 7.11 it is said, Dharma virudo bhuteshu kamosmi bharatarshava Sex is allowed only for the begetting of children, not for enjoyment. One can indulge in sex to beget a good child for the benefit of the family, society, and world. Otherwise, sex is against the rules and regulations of religious life. A materialistic person does not believe that everything is managed in nature. And he does not know that... It that if one does, does something wrong, he is witnessed by different demigods. A person enjoys illicit sex and due to his blind, lusty desire, he thinks that no one can see him. But this illicit sex is thoroughly observed by the agents of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Therefore, the person is punished in so many ways. Presently, in Kali Yuga, there are many pregnancies due to illicit sex and sometimes abortions ensue. These sinful activities are witnessed by the agents of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and the man and woman who create such a situation are punished in the future by the stringent laws of material nature. Daivyesha, Munamayi, Mamamaya, Duratyaya Illicit sex is never excused and those who indulge in it are punished life after life. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 16.20 Asurim yonam apana mudha janmani janmani mam aprapyaiva kaunteya tato yantyadamang gatim Attaining repeated birth among the species of demoniac life such persons can never approach me. Gradually, they sink down to the most abominable type of existence. The Supreme Personality of Godhead does not allow anyone to act against the stringent laws of material nature. Therefore, illicit sex is punished life after life. Illicit sex creates pregnancies, and these unwanted pregnancies lead to abortion. 
Those involved become implicated in these sins so much so that they are punished in the same way in the next life. Thus, in the next life, they also enter the womb of a mother and are killed in the same way. All these things can be avoided by remaining on the transcendental platform of Krishna consciousness. In this way, one does not commit sinful activity. Illicit sex is the most prominent sin due to lusty desire. When one associates with the mode of passion, he is implicated in suffering life after life. Text 10 The conditioned soul sometimes personally appreciates the futility of sense enjoyment in the material world and some, he sometimes considers material enjoyment to be full of miseries. However, <clears throat> due to his strong bodily conception, his memory is destroyed and again and again he runs after material enjoyment, just as an animal runs after a mirage in the desert. Purport The main disease in material life is the bodily conception. Being baffled again and again in material activity, the conditioned soul temporarily thinks of the futility of material enjoyment. But he again tries the same thing. By the association of devotees, a person may become convinced of the material futility, but he cannot give up his engagement, although he is very eager to return home back to Godhead. Under these circumstances, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is situated in everyone's heart, compassionately takes away all the material possessions of such a devotee. As stated in Srimad Bhagavatam 10.88.8 Yasyaham Anugrinami Harishe Tadanam Shanahi Lord Krishna says that he takes everything away from the devotee whom he especially favors when that devotee is overly attached to material possessions. When everything is taken away, the devotee feels helpless and frustrated in society, friendship and love. He feels that his family does not care for him any longer and he therefore completely surrenders unto the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord. This is a special favor granted by the Lord to a devotee who cannot fully surrender to the Lord due to a strong bodily conception. As explained in Chaitanya Charitamrita, Madhya 22, 39, Ami Bigya E Murke Vishaya Keni Diva. The Lord understands the devotee who hesitates to engage in the Lord's service not knowing whether he should again try to revive his material life. After repeated attempts and failures, he fully surrenders to the lotus feet of the Lord. The Lord then gives him directions and attaining happiness, he forgets all material engagement. Text 11 <clears throat> Thank you.
sometimes the conditioned soul is very aggrieved by the chastisement of his enemies and government servants who use harsh words against him directly or indirectly. At that time, his heart and ears become very saddened. Such chastisement may be compared to the sounds of owls and crickets. Purport There are different types of enemies within this material world. The government chastises one due to not paying income taxes. Such criticism, direct or indirect, saddens one, and sometimes the conditioned soul tries to counteract that chastisement. Unfortunately, he cannot do anything. Text 12 Due to his pious activities in previous lives, the conditioned soul attains material facilities in this life. But when they are finished, he takes shelter of wealth and riches which cannot help him in this life or the next. Because of this, he approaches the living dead who possess these things. Such people are compared to impure trees, creepers, and poisonous wells. Purport The wealth and riches acquired through previous pious activities should not be misused for sense gratification. Enjoying them for sense gratification is like enjoying the fruits of a poisonous tree. Such activities will not help the conditioned soul in any way, neither in this life nor in the next. However, if one engages his possessions in the service of the Lord under the guidance of a proper spiritual master, he will attain happiness both in this life and the next. Unless he does so, he eats a forbidden apple and thereby loses his paradise. Lord Sri Krishna therefore advises that one's possessions should be given unto him. Yat Karoshi, Yadishnasi, Yaj Jahosi Didasi, Yat Tapas Yasi Kaunteya, Tad Kadushwa, Manarpanam. O son of Kunti, all that you do, all that you eat, all that you offer and give away, as well as all austerities that you may perform, should be done as an offering unto me. Bhagavad Gita 9.27 Material wealth and opulence attained through previous pious activities can be fully utilized for one's benefit in this life and the next if one is Krishna conscious. One should not try to possess more than he needs for the bare necessities. If one gets more than needed, more than is needed, the surplus should be fully engaged in the Lord's service. That will make the conditioned soul, the world, and Krishna happy. And this is the aim of life. Text 13 Sometimes, to mitigate distresses in this forest of material world of the material world, the conditioned soul receives cheap blessings from atheists. He then loses all intelligence in their association. 
This is exactly like jumping into a shallow river. As a result, one simply breaks his head. He is not able to mitigate his sufferings from the heat, and in both ways he suffers. The misguided conditioned soul also approaches so-called sadhus and swamis who preach against the principles of the Vedas. He does not receive benefit from them, either in the present or in the future. Purport. Cheaters are always there to manufacture their own way of spiritual realization. To get some material benefit, the conditioned soul approaches these pseudo-sannyasis and yogis for cheap blessings, but he does not receive any benefit from them, either spiritual or material. In this age, there are many cheaters who show some jugglery and magic. They even create gold to amaze their followers, and their followers accept them as God. This type of cheating <clears throat> is very prominent in Kali Yuga. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur describes the real Guru in this way, Sangsara Dharva Nalalida Loka Tranaya Karunya Gana Ganatvam Praptasya Kalyana Gunarnavasya Vande Guru Sri Charanadavindam One should approach a Guru who can extinguish the blazing fire of this material world, the struggle for existence. People want to be cheated and therefore they go to yogis and swamis who play tricks. But tricks do not mitigate the miseries of material life. If being able to manufacture gold is a criterion for becoming God, then why not accept Krishna, the proprietor of the entire universe, wherein there are countless tons of gold? As mentioned before, the color of gold is compared to the will-o'-the-wisp or yellow stool. Therefore, one should not be allured by gold-manufacturing gurus, but should sincerely approach a devotee like Jad Bharat. Jad Bharat instructed Rahugana Maharaj so well that the king was relieved from the bodily conception. One cannot become happy by accepting a false guru. A guru should be accepted as advised in Srimad Bhagavatam 11.3.21 Tasmat gurum prapadyeta jigyasu shreya uttamam One should approach a bona fide guru to inquire about the highest benefit of life. Such a guru is described as follows Shabde pare chanishnatam such a devotee does not manufacture gold or juggle words. He is well versed in the conclusions of Vedic knowledge, Vidaish Jasarvaya, Aham Evavedyaha. He is freed from all material contamination and is fully engaged in Krishna's service. If one is able to obtain the dust of the lotus feet of such a guru, his life becomes successful. Otherwise, he is baffled both in this life and in the next. Text 14 
In this material world, when the conditioned soul cannot arrange for his own maintenance, despite exploiting others, he tries to exploit his own father or son, taking away that relative's possessions, although they may be very insignificant. If he cannot acquire things from his father, son, or other relatives, he is prepared to give them all kinds of trouble. Purport Once we actually saw a distressed man stealing ornaments from his daughter just to maintain himself. As the English proverb goes, necessity knows no law. When a conditioned soul needs something, he forgets his relationship with his relatives and exploits his own father or son. We also receive information from Srimad Bhagavatam that in this, this age of Kali, the time is quickly approaching when a relative will kill another relative for a small farthing. Without Krishna consciousness, people will deteriorate further and further into a hellish condition wherein they will perform abominable acts. Text 15 In this world, family life is exactly like a blazing fire in the forest. There is not the least happiness and gradually one becomes more and more implicated in unhappiness. In household life, there is nothing favorable for perpetual happiness. Being implicated in home life, the conditioned soul is burned by the fire of lamentation. Sometimes he condemns himself as being very unfortunate and sometimes he claims that he suffers because he performed no pious activities in his previous life. Purport In the Guru Ashtaka, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur has sung Sangsara Dava Nanalida Loka Tranaya Karunya Ganaganatvam A life in this material world is exactly like a blazing fire. No one goes to set fire to the house, to the forest. I'll read that again. A life in this material world is like a blazing forest fire. No one goes to set fire in the forest, yet the fire takes place. No one goes to set fire to the forest, yet the fire takes place. Similarly, everyone wants to be happy in the material world, but the miserable conditions of material life simply increase. Sometimes a person caught in the blazing fire of material existence condemns himself, but due to his bodily conception, he cannot get out of the entanglement, and thus he suffers more and more. Text 16 Government men are always like carnivorous demons called rakshasas, man-eaters. Sometimes these government men turn against the conditioned soul and take away all his accumulated wealth. Being bereft of his life's reserved wealth, the conditioned soul loses all enthusiasm. Indeed, it is as though he loses his life. Purport The word Raja Kula Rakshasa is very significant. Srimad Bhagavatam 
was con compiled about 5,000 years ago. Yet government men are referred to as rakshasas or carnivorous demons. If government men are opposed to a person, that person will be bereft of all his riches, which he has accumulated with great care over a long period of time. Actually, no one wants to pay in income taxes. Even government men themselves try to avoid these taxes. But at unfavorable times, income taxes are exactly forcible and the taxpayers become very morose. Text 17. Sometimes the conditioned soul imagines that his father or grandfather has again come in the form of his son or grandson. In this way he feels the happiness one sometimes feels in a dream. And the conditioned soul sometimes takes pleasure in such mental concoctions. Purport Due to ignorance of the real existence of the Lord, the conditioned soul imagines many things. Influenced by fruitive activity, he comes together with his relatives, fathers, sons, and grandfathers, exactly as straws gather together in a moving stream. In a moment, the straws are thrown everywhere and they lose contact. In conditioned life, conditional life, the living entity is temporarily with many other conditioned souls. They gather together as family members and the material affection is so strong that even after a father or grandfather passes away, one takes pleasure in thinking that they return to the family in different forms. Sometimes this may happen. But in any case, the conditioned soul likes to take pleasure in such concocted thoughts. Text 18 In household life, one is ordered to execute many yagyas and fruitive activities, especially the vivaha yagya, the marriage ceremony for sons and daughters, and the sacred thread ceremony. These are all the duties of a grihastha, and they are all, and they are very expensive and troublesome to execute. They are compared to a big hill over which one must cross when one is attached to material activities. A person desiring to cross over these ritualistic ceremonies certainly feels pain like the piercing of thorns and pebbles endured by, by one attempting to climb a hill. Thus, the conditioned soul suffers unlimitedly. Purport there are, many, there are many social functions for keeping a prestigious position in society. In different countries and societies, there are various festivals and rituals. In India, the father is supposed to get his children married. When he, when he does so, his responsibility to the family is complete. Arranging marriages is very difficult, especially in these days. At the present moment, no one can perform the proper ritual or sacrifice, nor can anyone afford to pay for the marriage ceremony of sons 
and daughters. Therefore, householders are very much distressed when they are confronted by these social duties. It is as, it is as though they were pierced by thorns and hurt by pebbles. Material attachment is so strong that despite the suffering, one cannot give it up. Prahlad Maharaj therefore recommends Bhagavatam 7.5.5 Vatmapatam griham andakupam vanam gato yad darim ashrayeta The so-called comfortable family position is compared to a dark well in a field. If one falls in, in a dark well covered by grass, his life is lost despite his cry for rescue. Highly advanced spiritualists therefore recommend that one should not enter the grihastha ashram. It is better to prepare oneself in the brahmacharya ashram for austerities and remain a pure brahmachari throughout one's life so that one will not feel the piercing thorns of material life in the grihastha ashram. In the grihastha ashram, one has to accept invitations from friends and relatives and perform ritualistic ceremonies. By doing so, one becomes captivated by such things, although he may not have sufficient resources to continue them. Although he may not to maintain the grihastha lifestyle, one has to work very hard to acquire money. Thus, one is implicated in material life and he suffers the thorn pricks. Text 19 Sometimes, due to bodily hunger and thirst, the conditioned soul becomes so disturbed that he loses his patience and becomes angry with his own beloved sons, daughters, and wife. Thus being unkind to them, he suffers all the more. Purport Srila Vidyapati Thakur has sung Tatala Saikate Vari Bindu Sama Suttamita Ramani Samaje. The happiness of family life is compared to a drop of water in the desert. No one can be happy in family life. According to the Vedic civilization, one cannot give up the responsibilities of family life, but today everyone is giving up family life by divorce. This is due to the miserable condition experienced in the family. Sometimes, due to misery, one becomes very hardened toward his affectionate sons, daughters and wife. This is but part of the blazing fire of the forest of material life. Text 20 Shukadev Goswami continued speaking to Maharaj Parikshit. My dear king, sleep is exactly like a python. Those who wander in the forest of material life are always devoured by the python of sleep. Being bitten by this python, they always remain in the darkness of ignorance. They are like dead bodies thrown in a distant forest. Thus the conditioned souls cannot understand what is going on in life. Purport
material life brings material life means being fully absorbed in eating, sleeping, mating, and defending. Out of these, sleep is taken very seriously. While asleep, one completely forgets the object of life and what to do. For spiritual realization, one should try to avoid sleep as much as possible. The Goswamis of Vrindavan practically did not sleep at all. Of course, they slept some, for the body requires sleep. But they slept only about two hours, and sometimes not even that. They always engaged in spiritual cultivation. Nidra hara bihara kadi vichetao. Following in the footsteps of the Goswamis, we should try to reduce sleeping, eating, mating, and defending. Text 21. In the forest of the material world, the conditioned soul is sometimes bitten by envious enemies, which are compared to serpents and other creatures. Through the tricks of the enemy, the conditioned soul falls from his prestigious position. Being anxious, he cannot even sleep properly. He thus becomes more and more unhappy, and he gradually loses his intelligence and consciousness. In that state, he becomes almost perpetually like a blind man who has fallen into a dark well of ignorance. Text 22 The conditioned soul is sometimes attracted to the little happiness derived from sense gratification. Thus, he has illicit sex or steals another's property. At such a time, he may be arrested by the government or chastised by the woman's husband or protector. Thus, simply for a little material satisfaction, he falls into a hellish condition and is put into jail for rape, kidnapping, theft, and so forth. Purport Material life is such that due to indulgence and illicit sex, gambling, intoxication, and meat-eating, the conditioned soul is always in a dangerous condition. Meat-eating and intoxication excite the senses more and more, and the conditioned soul falls victim to women. In order to keep women, money is required, and to acquire money, one begs, borrows, or steals. Indeed, he commits abominable acts that cause him to suffer both in this life and in the next. Consequently, illicit sex must be stopped by those who are spiritually inclined or who are on the path of spiritual realization. Many devotees fall down due to illicit sex. They may steal money and even fall down from the highly honored renounced order. Then, for a livelihood, they accept menial services and become beggars. It is therefore said in the, in the Shastras, Yan maitunadi grihamedi sukham hituchcham. Materialism is based on sex, whether licit or illicit. Sex is full of dangers. 
even for those who are addicted to household life. Whether one has a license for sex or not, there is great trouble. Bahu Dukkha Bak After one indulges in sex, many volumes of miseries ensue. One suffers more and more in material life. A miserly person cannot properly utilize the wealth he has. And similarly, a materialistic person misuses the human form. Instead of using it for spiritual emancipation, he uses the body for sense gratification. Therefore, he is called a miser. Text 23 Learned scholars and transcendentalists therefore condemn the materialistic path of fruitive activity because it is the original source and breeding ground of material miseries, both in this life and in the next. Purport Not knowing the value of life, karmis create situations whereby they suffer in this life and the next. Unfortunately, karmis are very attached to material sense gratification, and they cannot appreciate the miserable condition of material life neither in this life nor in the next. Therefore the Vedas enjoin that one should awaken to spiritual consciousness and utilize all his activities to attain the favor of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Lord Himself says in Bhagavad Gita 9.27 Yat karoshi yadishnasi yajjajosi yajjajohosi dadasi yat Yat tapasyasi kaunteya tad karushva madarpanam. O son of Kunti, all that you do, all that you eat, all that you offer and give away, as well as all austerities that you may perform, should be done as an offering unto me. The results of all one's activities should be utilized not for sense gratification, but for the mission of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Supreme Lord gives all information in Bhagavad Gita about the aim of life and at the end of Bhagavad Gita He demands surrender unto Him. People do not generally like this demand but one who cultivates spiritual knowledge for many births eventually surrenders unto the lotus feet of the Lord. Bahunam Janmanamante Gyanavanmam how long is the next? Purport. Mm-hmm. Text 24. Stealing or cheating another person out of his money, the conditioned soul somehow or other keeps it in his possession and escapes punishment. Then another man named Devadatta cheats him and takes the money away. Similarly, another man named Vishnu Mitra steals the money from Devadatta and takes it away. In any case, the money should not, does not stay in one place. It passes from one hand to another. Ultimately, no one can enjoy the money and it remains the property of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Purport. <coughs> 
-hmm. Riches come from Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune. And the goddess of fortune is the property of Narayana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The goddess of fortune cannot stay anywhere but by the side of Narayana. Therefore, another of her names is Chanchala, restless. She cannot be peaceful unless she is in the company of her husband, Narayana. For example, Lakshmi was carried away by the materialistic Ravana. Ravana kidnapped Sita, the goddess of fortune belonging to Lord Rama. As a result, Ravana's entire family, opulence and kingdom were smashed and Sita, the goddess of fortune, was recovered from his clutches and reunited with Lord Rama. Thus all property, riches and wealth belong to Krishna. As stated in Bhagavad Gita 5.29 Bhaktaram Jagatapasam Sarvaloka Maheshwaram The Supreme Personality of Godhead is the true beneficiary of all sacrifices and austerities and He is the Supreme Proprietor of all the planetary systems. Foolish, materialistic people collect money and steal from other thieves but they cannot keep it in any case, it must be spent. One person cheats another and another person cheats someone else. Therefore, the best way to possess Lakshmi is to keep her by the side of Narayana. This is the point of the Krishna consciousness movement. We worship Lakshmi, Radharani, along with Narayana, Krishna. We collect money from various sources, but that money does not belong to anyone but Radha and Krishna, Lakshmi Narayana. If money is utilized in the service of Lakshmi Narayana, the devotee automatically lives in an opulent way. However, if one wants to enjoy Lakshmi the way Ravana did, he will be vanquished by the laws of nature. And whatever few possessions he, he has, will be taken away. Finally, death will take, take everything away. And death is the representative of Krishna. Hare Krishna. It feels so good to be back reading the Bhagavatam to all of the assembled sadhus. Hare Krishna. We'll stop here. 746. We'll stop the reading for tonight and tomorrow by, by Krishna's willing uh, we'll, we'll take a bit text 25 in the meantime, meantime we patiently wait on this Mohini Ekadasi this is an auspicious day to start up the readings again Mohini Ekadasi and Hare Krishna. First this evening is Sudevi Dasi. Sudevi Dasi, Hare Krishna. This is in capital letters. Hare Bol. Hare Krishna and Hare Bol to you too. Please accept my humble obeisances. What a great joy to see you today for more purification. Hare Krishna, Hare Bol. 
Thank you. And this is from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Yes, Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj, the blessed day. Hare Krishna. Jai Ho, to you too. Very happy to hear from you and have you back. Please accept my humble obeisances at your lotus feet, dear Maharaj. Hare Krishna and cheers to all the assembled devotees. Jai Sri the Prabhupada and Srimad Bhagavatam. Jai, Hari Bol. Thank you so much for your good wishes and blessings. And from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati, Hari Bol. Jai Guru Maharaj. Bring on the truth. Hare Krishna. Yeah, this is uh, the cold, hard, naked truth. <laughs> Hare Krishna. And this is from Brian Phillips. Bhakta Brian, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj. So good to see and hear you. Thank you so much for bringing light to our lives. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. He brought the light to our eyes. We're just trying to point it in the right directions. This is from Dalnitai. Yes, Dalnitai. Hare Krishna. Dear Sri the Guru Maharaj, our obeisances and best wishes to Your Holiness. It is a relief to see and hear you live again. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, thank you for your good wishes and your and your loyal hearing. Your servants across the channel, Dhyanatai Das and Radhananda Devi. Hare Krishna, Radhananda Hare Bol. And from Brajaloka. Yes, Brajaloka. Hare Krishna, dear Guru Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and all glories to you. How nice to see and hear you again on this auspicious day. Thank you so much for being here with us again and putting out the forest fire of material life in our hearts. All glories to your daily readings. Your servant, Rajaloka. Hare Krishna. Thank you very much, Rajaloka. Thank you. This is from Rohini Nandana. Hare yes. Krishna, Rohini. Hare Krishna Maharaj, very happy to be with you again. Please accept my humble obeisances. Jai, Hari Bol. From Sukdeo Mamdeo. Sukdeo Mamdeo? Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you to be back and safe. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you very much. And from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. It was interesting to hear the point tonight that the conditioned soul sometimes realizes the futility of sense gratification and that it brings suffering. But because of a strong bodily identification, he is again forced to act on the platform of sense gratifications. Gratification. We hear so many mundane love songs or other songs where people sometimes expertly hit the nail on the head <laughs> in summing up how pointless material life is. But then, in later, in the very same song, they express their hopes and desires for material fulfillment. Yes. It seems without Krishna's shelter, we're cluelessly drowning in an ocean of confusion. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to build a fire and they're pouring water on their own head at the same time. And this, this bodily concept of life is so important. It's so important that we lose that consciousness that we are the body. And the only, the only thing that I can see that is potent to do this 
is, is constant uh, hearing and chanting of the Lord's glories, his instructions, and Srila uh, Prabhupada's purports. You know, since I've been a little under the weather, not able to do so much, I've been doing more reading out loud with uh, Abhai Das Brahmachari and also Gohari while he was here with me. We were hearing quite a bit and it was giving real tangible relief. Real tangible relief. So without hearing and chanting constantly, means regularly, means every day, if, if we're fortunate enough in this lifetime, constantly, at some point in the future, we make this our goal, wanting to be with Krishna, wanting to serve Krishna, wanting to play with Krishna, getting the pleasure that can only come, the level of pleasure that can only come by hearing about these activities from the proper persons, especially Śrīla Prabhupāda and his purports and explanations. And the opposite, hearing what the force of material existence actually is. We have to have both sides. You have to hear both sides. That's why you hear both sides in the Bhagavatam over and over and over again because that's what we need. That's what we need. We need to hear the differences so that we can make the choice. Tatpavit tu mahabaho guna karma vibhaga yaho guneshuvartanta itimatma nasajtate This is the test of whether or not we've achieved knowledge of the truth. Tatpavit. And that is we, we can recognize the difference between sense gratification and devotional service and choose devotional service. That is the freedom, the regulative principles of freedom that Prabhupada translated that famous verse, Ragadvesha, Vimuktais tu, Vishayan, Indriyas Chiran, Atvavesha, Vidayatma, Prasadam, Adigachtati. What we need is the mercy of the Lord. And we get the full mercy of the Lord, Adigachtati, if we follow the regulative principles of freedom. In other words, controlling mind and senses does not cause us to lose our freedom. It causes us to gain our freedom because our mind and senses become peaceful and we can think of Krishna peacefully. And that gives us real relief. We can recall Krishna's instructions to us as we've been hearing uh, in, in these last um, chapters of the Srimad Bhagavatam. We're being given the knowledge to discriminate, but we can't take it properly until we actually are convinced that we are not the body. Hare Krishna. From Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati. My dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for reappearing on the screen in spite of great personal inconvenience. You set a powerful example of sacrifice. Thank you. 
Tonight's reading was an accurate rendering of my life story and miseries. <laughs> it is amazing that such an ancient scripture knows all about our predicament up to the detail. Yes. Hearing you read this razor-sharp wisdom gives me the feeling of waking up, being shown the blueprint, the blueprint of material entanglement. Yes. That's exactly what it is. Thank you. Give it, thank you for giving us your realizations. For sharing your realizations. Jagamohan? Yes, Jagamohan. Hare Krishna, dearest Maharaj, and dear devotees, it is so wonderful to be back with you live. We understand that it's not so easy for you physically to continue this service, but I am so grateful for your enduring example of how to be a disciple and serve our dear Srila Prabhupada. Oh, thank you so much. That's my life and soul. It is tough yet refreshing to hear the straight talk in Srila Prabhupada's purports. One of my godbrothers and I have been reading the Amritavani by His Divine Grace Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. Hearing the purports tonight, I can't help but notice how much Srila Prabhupada sounds like his guru, the oh lion yeah. guru. Oh yes. I, I can feel the loving embrace he has for his spiritual master in these purports. Yes. Thank you, Maharaj, for this great service in spreading the message of our divine guru parampara. Yes, and, and, our, and his feelings for us. You know, his feelings for his spiritual master and his feelings for us. Because this is the heart of the, uh, the real Acharya. He's thinking of how to do good to others, always. Hare Krishna. Mm. This is the last comment from Rati Manjari. Yes, Rati, thank you. Kindly bless all of us to gain that most important realization of us not being the body, so we may move forward in our devotional service. Thank you very much. And the way to do that is to hear every day without fail. If possible in the association of other devotees, but if not, by ourselves also, every day. Thank you so much, especially for your encouragement, your encouraging words. And I'm trying to, to come back and read as much as I can I've gotten an increase in the pain medicine that I was using and it's it's making me feel a little better but there are also as always some kinds of you know side effects that make it more difficult to do things but I'm doing my best to continue this and and keep it going for all of our benefits Hare Krishna Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai Samabeda Bhakta Bindaki Jai. Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bo. See you tomorrow night, if possible. Uh, same time, same place, same topic as the Forest of Material Enjoyment is continued, continuing uh, under the able guidance of Shukadev Goswami and the great inquirer Parikshit Maharaj. See you tomorrow. Hare Krishna.